Yvette? Yes, Alice? What do you do on a night in alone? <sighs> Binge watch documentaries on murder, shame order Uber Eats, and watch porn. Is that all? Is your porn routine getting dull? Yeah. Do you know what I do to get my motor running? Alice, what are you trying to say? You should try Motor Bunny. Motor Bunny? What's that? Is it a new vacuum? Oh, you. It's a giant ride on vibrator that made my eyes roll in the back of my head in public that one time. Oh, silly me. How could I forget? Tell me more. It comes with multiple settings. There are these phone applications that control it. And you can even play games with Harold when he comes home from the advertising firm. Alice, what would I do without you? Next, you'll have to give me that recipe for your famous cream pie. I'll do more than that. I'll send you to MotorBunny.com to check it out and type in the promo code TWOGIRLS to get $60 off a MotorBunny starter kit or bundle. This is Two Girls, One Mike. The show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast that feels the grandfather paradox from time travel should really be a genre of pornography. I'm Yvette Dontremont, your co-host, and here is my lovely co-host, Alice Vaughn. Alice, how's your pretty face doing today? My pretty face is super excited. You know what? I, I don't know where to start today. I feel like I'm a new person. I'm a new gal. I woke up. I watched porn. I was excited about the porn. I mean, yeah. how could I not be excited about the porn? And, okay, we have a girlfriend on, and she is kind of, I mean, she's our bestie. She's kind of a big deal, too. I mean, she's our bestie, and she's kind of a big deal. Like, you've seen her co-hosting on Star Talk. You know, she's also one of the main hosts on Star Talk All-Stars. She's been on that GO wild. She's also primatologist to the stars. So whether it be Donkey Kong or Rafiki from Lion King, <laughs> we have Natalia Regan. Oh yeah. I prefer King Dong. Oh baby. I did that. I said that. Hi everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks for stooping to us. We appreciate the stooping. Oh stop. Are you kidding? No, no, no. I'm a total smut peddler. <laughs> oh, we do like smut peddling. I, it's, we, are, we appreciated your work in butt week. Thank you. Yeah. And, and story of boobs, the breast tale ever told. You know, come for the boobs, stay for the science. It's It was the beginning of, of the end. <laughs> I was about to say, are boobs the beginning of the end or the ass the beginning of the... Sorry, that, that right? was a joke fail. <laughs> Just the career. Excuse me, but the ass are the boobs of the soul. Oh. Uh, right? So would that make the asshole like the window into... Exactly. It's, it's a window into getting in a lot of hot water. Depends on who you're asking. Right. Natalia, I know you said you are a smut peddler, but you've sent me some of your work before, and I know our audience... <laughs> oh, my. I know when I say that, our audience is like, wait, Alice has a will-they-won't-they they without Yvette? I'd say I feel left out, but I've been two-timing on you, Alice. Like, this is... It's, it's okay. You know, I'm I'm fine with this girl-on-girl-on-girl. On girl on girl. What are boobs amongst girlfriends, really? They're just hot water balloons. Motorboats for all. Mm -hmm. But Natalia, please tell yes. our audience about your fantastic smut peddling work. Well, geez, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, you know, capital of the porn biz. It used to be Van Nuys, which is the hamlet I was born in. And then it was usurped by Chatsworth years later because it's, well, it's, it's horse country if you're picking up what I'm laying down. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, I uh, used to steal my mom's Clan of the Cave Bear books and, and I got really into those stories. And so I started writing my own when I was in fifth grade and it featured such lines as he licked her nipples as if he was a kitten expecting milk and his manhood stood tall like a toy soldier preparing for battle. Clearly, these are the lines of an 11, 10-year-old girl. And, and, and oh, yeah, the way you could tell I was not very experienced was he had he always was wearing a jock strap. 
I don't know why. And he had a nine-inch snake because I thought that was normal. I thought that was an average uh, tube steak. A girl can dream. (laughs) I just thought you lifted lines out of a Stephanie Myers novel. Oh, <laughs> still a better love story than Twilight. Oh man, it was bad. But my mom found him, and I got in big trouble, and she threatened to tell my dad, and oh my and so I stopped doing it for a while, and then I picked it back up in junior high. But this time, I drew pictures to go along with them. So I remember my girlfriend Courtney Waters had a crush on Kendall, and I drew. They made love whilst riding a horse. The horse's name was Sebastian. And uh, I drew pictures to go along with this. I wasn't very good at hiding things because my mom found those too. And uh, <laughs> you have a colorful past. <laughs> Poor Janet. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know what I was talking about, really. I mean, I was pretty virginal. I just was really into what sex was or could be. And so, um, yeah. I, was I mean, sex could be so many things. So many things. It- Especially on a horse. That is such an <laughs> aspirational statement. I was so into what sex could be. We should put that could on a be. t-shirt. <laughs> I want that in like the bottom of my coffee mug. Be into what sex could be. Could be. Think of what it could be. Get that sex Mm -hmm. swing and the extra long dildo with three prongs. Where do you need the third? (laughs) You'll think about something. Yeah, I was going to say, where does the third? I I feel like this could also be a series of motivational office posters. Yeah, this very well. (laughs) Think of what this conference call could be. <laughs> but it's not going to be because everybody is miserable. And have it over posters of porn. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, I'm sure that series already exists online. If you are willing to help fund our project of motivational posters over pornography, I guess. <laughs> motivational slogans over like, because I think they did this a while ago with motivational slogans over people like drunk and vomiting. And I'm like, go hard or go home. Well, we could do the same thing with porn. Email us at info at two girls one mic if you want in on this project and or if you would buy these posters. Oh, yeah, we'll make them. All we need are two people and I will make the posters. That's not even a joke. As soon as we get off of this, I'm doing it. Like I'm designing we're, we're doing this. I think you should design them with the offensive crayons. That's not a bad idea. I mean, use them to draw and uh, I'm almost if they they were written by the hands of a child which makes it all the more disturbing (laughs) but on top (laughs) excuse you but my penmanship is just as bad as a child Natalia you're giving me too much credit look she wanted to go to medical school and she practiced for the job she wanted and that's the penmanship of a child there you go yeah no I think it it reminds me of deep thoughts by Jack Handy I like that name Jack Handy I, I missed that bit from SNL yeah, it was so good. Every time a, a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. But what they don't tell you is that every time you hear a mousetrap snap, an angel gets set on fire. Yeah. That one's my favorite. Dark. Really. Yeah. It brings you to the bad places. <laughs> All of the depravity. There are horrible recesses of your mind and comedies designed to bring you there and make you feel okay about it. Yeah. We brought you on because not only are you an amazing person and a funny person, but Ah. because you watched a porn with us. I did. You did. I wish we were all in the same room. That would have been much better. We would have... We could have had popcorn. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And what a film we did watch. So we watched Fap to the Future, the porn version of... Back to the Future. Now, Natalia, for our audience who has never seen Back to the Future, can you walk them through that? Oh, my God. Are they missing out? Wow. Has anyone not seen Back to the Future? I feel like this is not a movie that you mention it and people go, I've never seen it. Like, it's not Star Wars where people are like, I have to declare I have not seen it. Like, 
has anyone not seen it? You know what? They'll see it after this episode. But I hope so. Let's give them the plot summary, I guess. Sure. So this was a movie that came out when I was seven years old. So it was a nineteen eighty five. Big. Yeah. Big, oh, yeah, six. It was big, big, big deal. Basically, it's Marty McFly. He's a young buck uh, in 1985, and he lives with uh, uh, George McFly and, and George's wife, Lorraine. And he's buddies with an old guy named uh, Dr. Emmett Brown. And for some reason, he's hanging out with this old dude who's really into making a time machine out of a DeLorean because uh, who thought you could use a sports car like a DeLorean? That's like the only time that DeLorean has been relevant is in that movie and basically devise this amazing flux capacitor to go back in time. And uh, he got some plutonium from some pesky Libyans. Or no, no, he got some plutonium. The pesky Libyans wanted it, came after him just as Marty is about to uh, take off. And uh, the Libyans, I don't give out away too much, but the Libyans get involved and it gets really uh, hairy there for a second. Doc Brown is seemingly killed, but Marty goes back to the future. It is a 30-plus-year-old movie. It's not like The Avengers from- It holds up! (laughs) It does hold up, but spoilers are okay now. And considering we're going to be spoiling the porn- I'm a 30-plus-year-old movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know, frankly, if we're going to be walking you through the porn version and you happen to watch a real version and we spoiled the plot, that's on you. You have homework before you listen to these. But ladies, you got to say that the plot and the porn is, it really diverges from the original plot of the- And I'm glad- because it could have been very incestual if it went the way that I thought it could be going. The way that adaptations for these go, they find like a thread from the original thing and make it work throughout. Uh, you know, they kind of are like, we're going to make turn this into a sex thing. And they did that so beautifully for this. Like mm-hmm. the dialogue, they just word beat for beat was amazing. I, I think this was my favorite of the scripting of all the ones we've seen so far. It was my favorite and the acting. Oh, my God. Yeah, Michael Vegas is really good. Yeah. Doc Brown was very, you know, he just had the same hurry. Marty! 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 Marty, Marty is that ha, you? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> the same breathless exasperation at every moment where you're just afraid. You don't know if he's having a stroke or if he's just, I don't know, eating lunch. He's, or maybe just an orgasm. It could. Oh, God. Yeah. All those jizzawats. For our audience, this was a remake done by none other than one of our favorite past guests, Leroy Myers. It's the 2015 uh, remake of, of course, Back to the Future, Fab to the Future, which you can find available through, I believe, Woodrocket and Pornhub. Now, that said, so as I mentioned, stars Michael Vegas as Cock Brown. We have the lovely April O'Neil as what was it, Marty Dickfly? Marty mm-hmm. Dickfly, and there's a beautiful joke about her name later in the movie. It was wonderful. I love Back to the Future just for the sheer reason. It's a wholesome movie that makes incest fun for the whole family. Really does. You know, they were ahead of their time, given that, you know, now we are in the era of, you know, they predicted the Trump presidency and uh, incest porn being a thing. So, you know, they were onto something. Relevant. Mm-hmm. I want my hover boots. <laughs> Ah, I'm man. So mad about that. Let's start from the very beginning, that opening scene oh, and those opening shots. First off, the cinematography is beautiful in this it film. It was so good. So opening scene of Back to the Future, they open up with that slow pan over Doc's workshop, and you're seeing all the things kind of ticking and and going off, and one thing's moving, the next thing's going off. Uh, what did we see when we opened on this one? Yeah, lots of dildos and a few butt plugs. I did some research on Michael Vegas and, and I fist. make sense. Oh yeah, and the fist was oh, good. Oh yeah, the fist was impressive. 
My personal favorite was a dildo attached to a drill that was slowly rotating. Yes. I want to try that. <laughs> I can tell you where you can get the tools for that. Some power tools, yes. I have the tools. Excuse you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it was it was a cornucopia of both, you know, toys that are just stacked up and toys that are whirring and toys that I love this. There was a little like balls that were on those little feet clacker things that like I can only compare them to like the little McDonald's Happy Meal toys, yeah. only it had like balls on it instead of like a, I don't know. It was just, it was nutty. This thing was little balls bouncing around on a wind-up toy. I thought they were boobs. I'm almost sure they were ball sack, but well, you know what, audience, this is uh, why you should go and watch this and be the yeah. deciding factor on if they were balls or boobs. Maybe that's very telling what my boobs look like. You know, my, maybe this is telling of what my boobs look like that I can't recognize them. <laughs> <laughs> Are they ball sacks or boobs? I don't know. I, I can't quite tell. We need a third part, well, a fourth party to come in and let us know. Boobs or ball sacks? Info at twogirls1mike.com. Oh, my God. That is our audience. You're right. You're right. You need to know. I like the uh, the radio ad. That was one of my favorites. It was very quick. It was it was done very well. Uh, I have it written down. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I went through because it was, it was so good. Natalia, do you want to read it in the radio voice? Please do. Yes. Uh, first up, we're going to have uh, Desperately Sucking Susan and then uh, Mr. Belvedong. Who's nailing Reagan? I took that very personally because my last name is Reagan. Uh, Poonies, the Breast Fuck Club. And oh wait, did you get more? I don't. Yeah, so it's like we're having a sale on all our VHS inventory. Like desperately sucking Susan, murder my pussy. She wrote, Mister Belvedong, Saint Elbow's fired, Poonies, who's nailing Reagan, the Breast Fuck Club, and Dick Cop knew you were under a dick. We've got the filthiest ball draining VHS tapes in all of Whole Valley. Come down to Smut City today. <laughs> I didn't write down the whole thing clearly. Ooh, that was good. And I can't be the only one who got just to this point in this and was like, this is going to be really good. Oh, yeah. Just the attention to detail, the attention to that one little thing in the background. Like, you know, this is all right. This had a lot of care. Somebody put writing into it. It was really good. I would love for you to read the radio voice of oh, yeah. the nukes cast that happened afterwards. Okay, cool. Welcome back to CNUT, your source for classic rock, a.k.a. modern 1985 rock. Here's a news update from 1.21 gizzawatts worth of plutonium was stolen from a local plutonium power plant. A lesbian terrorist group has claimed responsibility for the theft and plans to use the plutonium to make a giant nuclear vagina. Yeah. So let's talk about that. How do we make a giant nuclear vagina? I think a giant nuclear vagina was the one of the lead characters in Lord of the Rings. I thought it was in Dude, Where's My Car? You mean Lord of the Cock Rings? Oh. Dildo Teabaggins in Lord of the Cock Rings. You guys didn't catch that one? Not yet. No, not yet. Oh, I'm really, I'm, I'm very disappointed. I, We're uh, slacking wow. okay. as, as porn cast <laughs> hosts. Clearly, when we do Lord of the Cock Rings, we're going to have to have your expertise back. Is that even a thing? I don't know. Not a clue. I'm sure it is. <laughs> you have Mr. Calling as a porn writer. I'm really good at, well, I, you know, puns. I write smut. Puns. Puns yeah. and smut. smut. Call me the punisher. Here's the thing. We're all scientists here. And in practical terms... Well, there's two types of plutonium. You know, you have your reactor grade and you have your weapons grade. The first is, you know, recovered as a byproduct through typical use of fuel from a nuclear reactor after the fuel has been eradicated for about three years. The second is made specifically for military purposes and is recovered from uranium fuel that has been irradiated for, you know, two, three months in a plutonium production reactor. So here's my hypothesis. If plutonium is anything like plutonium, it's either recovered as a byproduct post-orgy at Jeff Goldblum's house, mm. or it's harvested two to three months post Dwayne DeRock Johnson's sweat since he happens to work out in a plutonium production reactor. That's my hypothesis. Interesting. 
I mean, if we're going to go with uh, just personal preference, I'd go with number one first. It's definitely, I'd like to be a fly on that wall, maybe hold the camera, you know. Jeff Goldblum, if you're listening to this podcast, email us at info at twogirlswithmike.com, please. I met him. I stood behind him in line at an airport or getting on a plane from Miami back to L.A., and he just started chatting. Like, he was with his then-girlfriend, now wife and mother of his child or children, and he was just like, so, so, where, 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 where are you coming back from? What have you, you, you been up to? And I was just, I could not, I just died right there. And Everyone I, would, I know uh, who's met him has said the same thing, nicest guy you've ever met. Delightful. He is as Jeff Goldblum as you expect Jeff Goldblum to be. He has a weird way of being both nervous and completely calm and at ease in his own skin at the same time. A bouncy energy whilst being at ease with the bounce. Mm-hmm. So we're all in agreement that Jeff Goldblum is is one of the main sources of puntonium. Yes. Yeah. He'd make my pussy go radioactive. (laughs) Maybe that was what Ian Malcolm, that was his focus. I don't, perhaps that he was looking into, you know, the Jurassic sources of puntonium. I'm just going to rewrite Jurassic Park, I think needs a, a nice redo. We need some dinosaur porn. So if you could write as a porn, that'd be great. I'm into it. I, I've got, you know, I've written some small things about Velociraptor. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never mind. Still waiting for a remake of the pterodactyl porn. We can resurrect it. Pterodactyl porn, I think is imperative just as much as we can in, in this lifetime. Oh, yeah. So we open with April or Marty Dickfly walking around cock. Hey, cock, anybody home? And uh, the camera scans, and we see the case of Puntonium at Cock Brown's house. Now, uh, next, we happen to see Cock Brown. Marty, you made it. it. Made it for a walk, Cock. Marty, this is my greatest experiment. I just dropped the scientific load of the century. This will put me on the sex map. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> What's, What's a, a sex, sex map? map? <laughs> I kind of want to know, what is a sex map? I was thinking the same. For once, I'm stumped on this. I'm trying to think of, is it a geographic map or is it like a a time and space map? Are we looking at like a linear through time map? That's what I'm thinking. Is it like a quadrant map to say like where you are and the, I have no idea. I feel like this could be like one of those political maps. Like what could sex could be? Is it now an app where you could pull up where you could have sex on your phone? I think it's just Grindr. Yeah. That's, I mean, like, isn't that what that... Oh, wait, would it be Foursquare where you have to become, like, king of sex of an area or mayor of sex of a certain spot? Like, you get laid the cer- the most from going to that location, your mayor of Fucksville? It, like, geocaching, but, but with geo-smashing. I like it. But it's a toilet of, like, on Park Ave and Fifth. <laughs> It really is just a street corner. You know, it's a gutter. Why are you following me still, Alice? God. Honestly, there was just a man in a can there. There's just a street vendor. I mean, I I also knew it doubled as a place to fuck. It's not my fault. (laughs) Open (laughs) secrets in New York. Oh, New York. This is my new app, actually. Guys, I'm promoting it on the show. It's called Sex Map. Sex Sex Map. (laughs) Oh, dear God. Sex Map from the creator of Offensive Crayons. Become the mayor of Fucksville. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Get your... (laughs) Download your sex map. Eventually, there's going to be a, a civil war between the mayor of Fucksville and the mayor of Gives No Fucksville. <laughs> I did own the domain Aslandia for many years. I feel that this is an underutilized uh, piece of, of ass that you have. It's unfortunate I never really did anything with it. I'm pretty sad about it. Bring back Aslandia. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. Let's map the sex on Aslandia. Sex map. If we're going to travel to Aslandia, we're going to name a machine. <sighs> so what are we introduced to? Oh, yeah. You mean a fucks capacitor? Is that a DeLorean? <laughs> Actually, Natalia and uh, Yvette, you guys should read the back and forth of this script. Okay. Who wants to be a Marty and who wants to be cock? I could cock it. Okay. 
Is that a DeLorean? No, it's the DeLorean. The the DeLorean? Yes, as in the DeLorean. D, aka Dick. As in the Dick Lorian. It's a dick joke, Marty. Wait a minute, Cock. Are you telling me you built a sex time machine? The way I see it, someone can now have the greatest orgasm of all time, literally. See these? See the top one for the date and time you'll get off? The middle one for the date and time that you start touching yourself. Uh, wait, what's the last one for? Anal stimulation, Marty! <laughs> uh, I did some trolling. I did some tooling around of uh, Michael Vegas, and I found out what he's known for. Oh, tell me. Uh, lots of butt plugs and oh. um, anal stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. That's why I was like, oh, that makes sense. I get it now. No wonder he was so excited when he delivered that line. He was. I felt like it was very authentic. It was a very genuine delivery. There was an excitement in his voice. See, for me, I was way too excited during the next line. Say you want to see a pivotal moment in science and come all over it. (laughs) Just type in a date, like November 5th, 1955, and there you are. And then I had to think about moments in science that I want to come on. And I, I thought of a couple. Oh, did you? Which one's yours? There's two. Let's hear uh, There's 1928 when Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin, or when Dmitry Mendeleev created the 1869 periodic law, which was later used to predict the existence of undiscovered elements and note errors in atomic weights. But, you know, I kind of liked it because I was like, penicillin and 69. It's a tie. I don't know. It's They're very important moments. <laughs> I like I'm very I like juvenile. It. I would go with the when Marie Curie uh, discovered radium because mm-hmm. I want my pussy to glow. Mm, then you'd have that bomb pussy. My pussy's the bomb.com. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what the plutonium's for. It's it's a it's a nuclear vagina. It's bomb pussy. It's what that's what they're doing. I definitely I would go 1859 on the origin of species or on the um orgy of species. Just come all over it. Mm-hmm. Just come all over that sweet, sweet evolution. Oh, that it took that to feel slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Be glad you never saw Night Dreams. I'm so sorry, Char. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> Now I feel like I need to see Night Dreams. We have seen some shit on this show. I actually do have a connection. I'm pretty confident I'm Facebook friends with, like, Charles Darwin's grandson. Mm, okay. It's not a joke, so I'll send him this episode and let him know that you oh, would want to come all over his grandfather's work. You're welcome. Oh, well then, okay. But you, funny story, I actually met April O'Neil at Burning Man this past year. You mentioned that in text. It was one of those things where I was with a friend and he, he had never met her, but he knew her work. <laughs> And he was April, and and we got to meet. And I I was like, she looks familiar, but I don't. I mean, I remember thinking she she was topless and had beautiful breastuses, uh, chesticles for days. And um, then he finally told me, he's like, oh, she does it adult films. And I was like, that's that's where I know her. When I saw her at the Adult Entertainment Expo, she was uh, dressed up promoting Ten Inch Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it, April O'Neil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh the God. short red hair at the time. I couldn't tell if that was a wig or if she dyed her hair that color. But, oh, my God, she was just so lovely and sweet. We have to have her on the show sometime. You should. April, come hang out with us. She's really nice. I mean, just that brief interaction. I was like, this chick's rad. I believe she lives in L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, not surprising. People do porn in L.A.? I know. What are you you saying? Let me just tell you, growing up in the San Fernando Valley, working in the San Fernando Valley, I remember working at a production company and Steve from accounting had to take a week off because he got an acting gig. Cut to a few years later, I'm watching some softcore porn with my my best friend, (laughs) Jerbear, and I go, holy shit, that's Steve from accounting. (laughs) 
Oh my God. It was good. <laughs> Wow. But yeah, I've I know a lot of friends who've done softcore and then of course hardcore. It's not surprising. It's I mean, Mm-mm. people move out here for other acting gigs and the Porno Valley it it accepteth and it's well paying. I have a question. When does softcore porn stopping softcore during penetration? I don't know. I mean, I feel like cuz I I had this one friend named Johnny who was doing it and he I was like, "Don't you get an erection? Like, cause they're like doing the simulated sex. And then he's like, yeah, it's kind of uncomfortable. But I do wonder if at any point, do they just go, screw it, let's do it. And then, then the, what makes it softcore is just not showing that full. I don't know. I, I, hmm. I like to think of softcore as stuff. Like, I feel like it's the type of stuff that your prudish auntie might masturbate to, or the concept of your generic prudish auntie. Like if, if it's harder core than that, it is no longer softcore porn. Hmm. Me riding a robot softcore porn. <laughs> that would be a difficult one because even though it is not, uh, is it porn to start with? Well, actually, hmm. fun fact, our audience, I still actually can't believe I haven't mentioned this on the show. But by the way, if you're just tuning in for the first time, what are you doing? But a <laughs> hello, hand- McFly. A handful of episodes ago, Alice here went to the Adult Entertainment Expo. I sat down on a motor bunny and the video kind of went viral of me turning it from zero to 11. And I posted the video onto Reddit and someone from there decided to create a whole new subreddit called R Basically Porn. Surprisingly did not exist before me. Oh, wow. Your pussy launched a subreddit. Yeah. That's, again, some B-O-M-B pussy. You gave something back to the universe, Alice. I've always cared about giving back. I mean, if this is the way that I'm doing it. I guess so be it. I I guess my parents are proud. It's your charge in life. Not all heroes wear capes. Some of them wear crotchless panties. Mm Mm-hmm. And ride the, what is it called? The bunny? The motor bunny. That was my nickname in high school. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) So back to the porn. What happened on November 5th, 1955? That's the date I dreamed up. The fuck's capacitor. The basis of all sex machine time travel. That's great, cock. That hit home in a, in a beautiful way because the flux capacitor was a huge part of my childhood. And to seep into my adulthood as the flux capacitor, it was it was a beautiful moment. I'm not going to lie. I feel some of these porns, like we joke that they ruin your childhood. This enhanced it. No. Enhan- oh, no, absolutely enhanced it. And because I'm a huge uh, Christopher Lloyd fan, and I just felt like he really embodied, I mean, he went you know, full Christopher Lloyd with the eyebrows and the hair. Yeah. Although he didn't take it next level by dying his, you know, uh, the curtains did not match the drapes there. Uh, he couldn't have gone a little further and dyed his hey. uh, pubic hair gray. But Leroy has done this before. He has? He has. Wow. In The Simpsons, guys, if you haven't listened to the oh Sim- Simpsons oh. episode yet, oh my Marge God. had a line. I am still angry about this, by the way. She put out a line where she said, Homer, do you want to eat this blue muff? Literally a second later, the camera pans down. It's not blue. We are a little, <laughs> we need continuity in our porn. I'm still angry. I have a very easily distracted pussy. Does she re- refer to her hair as, I mean, I, no, no, it's. No, it's, I've never called yeah. hair a muff. Mm-mm. Do you want to eat this blue muff? It's not blue. Mm. I'm Was sorry. she holding a blueberry muffin? I mean, like anything, nothing. nothing? No? Okay, that's. You know, I can see someone, I can see Marge offering Homer a muffin during sex. It seems like a thing that could slash maybe has happened on the show, but it didn't It would have been great if they had a blue muffin just sitting right there on top. I mean, like, I mean, if you, again, I'm available for hiring folks. If any, if you need any help in the art department for these (laughs) 
uh, blue film. Just kidding. Opportunity missed. Right. Oh. Actually, that sounds like a great thing to do so- during sex. Offer a snack. Yeah, right. It's like, while you're down there, honey, <laughs> I can with this other hand make you a sandwich. Yeah, there you go. That's, you know, like just occasional spoonful of pudding or something like that. You could turn that into like, yeah, I mean, there's there's ways to just make sure that everyone's getting enough food, like craft service. I wonder what craft service on a porn is like now that I think about it. You know, the catering. It must depend on the set, but there would be less on days in which you're filming an anal scene from what we understand. Oh, dear God. Yeah, we've heard things. It's a day of not eating, possibly taking a laxative and a really thorough enema. Jeez. That is how your anal porn is made. You be thankful. You be thankful. Those people are heroes. (laughs) These people work for your porn. (laughs) You work very hard. They're doing the Lord's work. (laughs) Speaking of working, we should talk about how we power up this DeLorean or DeLorean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the DeLorean. How do you travel through time? All you have to do is sit down on one of these Puntonium-powered vibes, and when you hit 88 orgasms per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Okay, fun fact. (laughs) I looked into this. Because I was wondering, what is the record of orgasms per hour? In 2009, there was a masturbatathon in Denmark. And yes, you're hearing right. There was a masturbatathon. And it's no longer going on. Trust me, I would have flown myself out. Mm -hmm. But there was a woman who managed to achieve supposedly 222 orgasms. Bitch. Supposedly. Holy moly. How do you count that? Like, are they... Thank you. I want to know. How? Well, here's a question. Were they... If they were squirting, you can count them all individually. Those are quantifiable. I'm sorry. If people think they are an urban legend, they have not witnessed or experienced one. They are not. They are real and they're fantastic. But I think that's one way they're kind of verifiable, but... But wouldn't she... That's all... She would be dead. There would be no more fluid left in her. Like what? How does does she have an IV literally in her arm to to to? You dehydrate. I'm just sorry, a bit. but that's a lot of dehydration. If she's she might as well just be a squirt gun. Like you know, she. Fun fact: she actually inserted a Nerf gun into her beforehand. Oh my god! <laughs> just in one, out the other. <laughs> Ping pong balls, just one after cool. another. Uh, this may or may not happen in my life, but uh, when I was young. And I discovered that the detachable shower head had its uh, benefits. Uh, I may or may not have a, achieved 20 in one shower. Uh, no. You go. Yeah. You go. I, I went through a period of time in my youth where I really uh, took some long showers. But yeah. I think we all had that discovering our body face. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. really. But I was remember like I hit 10 and I was like, Let's go for 15. 10? And then I hit 15. I'm like, screw it. Let's go for 20. <laughs> this is why I like you. You said goals and you hit them. Oh, yeah. I knock them right out of the park. We don't challenge ourselves. We don't grow as humans. 20 orgasms. What am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. Not enough to my clitoris. Right. I think I hit, that was like a peak. And that's unfortunate because I think I was probably 15 years old. Oh, <laughs> man. I know. No one wants a peak at 15. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, keep in mind I was by myself. So, yeah. fair. When you can control the environment and every la- it's it's easy. Mm-hmm. So, Alice, what do you sit on while we record these things? I'm not sure where you're going with this and I'm a little scared. Okay, I mean, describe the thing upon which your undercarriage is placed. 
a chair? Now, wouldn't it be more fun if, say, your chair could give you an orgasm? Well, yeah, it would. <laughs> no, I think I think we have just the product for that. Well, I think this is why we're partnering with MotorBuddy. They won the 2018 Avian Award Show for Best Pleasure Product Manufacturer. And I took the MotorBuddy for a spin and a short innocuous video of me may have gotten out. Alice, you came on camera. Which is why I'm happy to put our stamp of <laughs> approval on it. Likewise, because this thing, it's a lot more than your average joy maker, right? Exactly. It has a lot of different modes. It can be app controlled and you can even sync it to music. We live in fascinating times. Now, where can our listeners check this out? Go to MotorBunny.com and type in the promo code 2GIRLS to get $60 off a MotorBunny starter kit or bundle because we think you deserve to take your sex life to an... <laughs> so going back to things that can give you orgasms. So uh, Marty, of course, says, if this thing can order me a pizza, I might have to marry it. <laughs> Cock. Sorry, Marty. In the future, it's only Adam and Eve or Adam and Steve, but never nucleon-powered positron tachyon collider and Eve. <sighs> that was such the a delivery. Thoroughly appreciated that. Yep. He just off the tongue. There were a few little kind of borderline political zingers in there, and it was very cute. Mm -hmm. And like they made reference to the fact that they're filming this thing in, you know, the 20 teens about a movie that was made in the 80s that's going back to the 50s. And it was very well done. And we'll get to that in a sec. But who comes in in the next scene? The lesbians. Oh, the lesbians. The lesbians. Lesbians. Great cock. Great twat. And it was great because I remember I had for the longest time after seeing that movie, that that sequence where the Libyans show up to get the plutonium and Black to the Future stayed with me. And so I actually had a fear of VW, like those VW buses, because they're very specific. Yeah. They're not the old, old school. It's like, but yeah, I had the fear of them. But instead, it's like the shittier version of a minivan uh, filled with lesbians in this in this version. And I, it just made me laugh so hard because I just remember. And the, the way they kind of have them coming the same way every time they yeah. look over is very similar to that particular sequence. So they did a really good job. If there's ever going to be a lesbian terrorist organization, they have to look no further than PETA. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't know if I can <laughs> deal with that kind of hate mail. So it's. Never mind, go ahead. Info at twogirls1mike.com. Hate mail to the <laughs> usual address. Fuck PETA, they're terrorists. Yeah, um, a bunch of fur burgers. That's true. So cock gets potentially shot in the cock. So uh, mm -hmm. Marty hops on the time machine and is transported to 1955. And uh, she is stunned by the fact that she's in 19... I love how very uh, self-aware they are the whole time. It's, I'm in 1955. And, and cock shows up and immediately believes yeah. Marty. And he says it just... Very matter-of-factly. Yeah. Why wouldn't I believe you? Of course you? my machine worked. <laughs> I'm a brilliant scientist, motherfucker, and you're from the future. Great Scott, tell me why you're here. Scene cuts to 69 minutes later. So yeah, that's my entire backstory. <laughs> I really did appreciate the seamlessness of her arrival into 1955. But it's very imperative that she goes back to the future because... Apparently, April stars in some pornos herself in the future as under Michael J. Fox. Because now we have a parody within the parody, which I always appreciate, called Prawn. <laughs> which was a great Tron reference. Oh, yeah. But I really, if you're going to call it Prawn, I really wanted them to be dressed as shrimp. Uh, I, I thought that was a... Uh, <laughs> 
like shrimp, like I'd futuristic shrimp. That I mean, our British and an Australian listeners will appreciate that reference. Exactly, it's a bunch of mantis shrimp, little prawns. And I, I, I did like the there was a hollow notes thing, but were they trying to say modern love? Like what? What was that about? Because remember when he said modern love, and she's like, "Did you just make a hollow notes reference instead of David Bowie?" I was very confused. And then he said, "Man eater." That confused me. All I have for notes on that is an 80s style porn movie that references Hollow Notes plays as blurry porn in the background. That's all I've got. Well, also, Hollow Notes actually, they do have a song called Method of Modern Love. Ah. ah. I know this because I'm a huge Hollow Notes fan. And yes, if you do try to use Hollow Notes pickup lines on me, it will work. Okay, cool. I will. I'll try so that. So I'll put that um, into my arsenal. <laughs> Well, they won't. They. Well, they, won't. Um, they will. You make my dreams will. come true, Alice. Did it work? Did it work? I'm not saying I'm not wet. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm just going to drop them in every so often. Just you know, work in a little hollow notes. I did appreciate the Tron flashback. So growing up, I, I mentioned the fact that I used to write smutty tales, but I used to love catching scrambled porn. In fact, I, I make a, I do stand up, and one of the jokes is like the moment I realized I was bisexual was when I realized I preferred scrambled boobs to scrambled eggs when watching all those porns because like that's basically I would I would try to catch these Skinamax films or these like you know Playboy films on my on my television. And this is back when you had bunny ears on TV. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm old. And, uh, you know, we try to catch a, a scrambled boob every so often. And, and sometimes, you know, you could get that. And so getting your porn scrambled is a thing. And I appreciate April O'Neil for giving a tip of the hat to the 80s porn that gets oh, scrambled. Yeah. One of my favorite moments, I remember years ago, I was watching a, a scrambled porn with my high school boyfriend. And uh, <laughs> it was a film where uh, male and female. And I remember at one point, you know, the man was mad at her for something. And she just says, look, I love you with my heart, not my asshole. And that was when I realized That's that- kind of sad. It was very touching. I think he was mad that she did that with somebody else. And that was her Aww. comeback line. And I thought, oh man, you're really reaching here. But I also, it tugged at my heartstrings. Your love can be with your asshole too, though. You can get there. Mm-hmm. Porn can have heart. It can. Speaking of heart. <laughs> <laughs> Marty explains all the people she's met in this past. And it's everyone. Well, the mom has especially met and parked with everyone. Oh, parked so many ways. She parked in the front, the back, double parks, triple parked, gang parked, even parked so hard the garage door <laughs> fell off. Is that a great <laughs> slut? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to know, is that to imply vaginal prolapse? Because that was, you go, Marty's mom. That's a lot of parking. I do appreciate, though, Marty, you didn't have sex with your mother, did you? No, it's not legal, not even in a porno. And she turns right before, after she says it's not legal, she turns very deliberately to the camera, not even in a porno. They have another uh, really quick reference to modern times in this scene uh, when she's saying how easy her mom is. Yeah, she's kind of easy, like getting a medical marijuana card. Yes. I was like, well done. I I did think because I know this was made in 2015, how this would be different. And and maybe you guys, Fap to the Future too. <gasps> they need to gear up for that because Levi. I think this would very much change with the Trump administration. I think there's so, I mean, could you imagine? Oh yeah, because he actually- Because they made the jokes about the the facts at a, at a Republican debate, you know, oh things God. of that sort. Like they would just rip him a new one, especially if they go in the future and the future is 2017 during the election. I'm not, I mean, hey, if you want a writer, I'm just saying- 
Uh, Is Biff really that far off from Trump? Right. That's the thing is that the character of Biff as president was based on Trump. And Mm -hmm. so doing it so that Biff is president, because they go back to 1985 and that's when he's supposed to be president, because that was when Trump was starting to like become semi-fame-ish, you know. uh, And so, I mean, we're just going to place it 30 years in the future. That would be an interesting, um, very politically charged porn parody. I would love to fucking see how they do it. Right? I would watch that, fact check it, and masturbate to it. I'm waiting for the porn parody of the Mueller report. Mm. Would Stormy Daniels play herself? I would hope so. We'll review it. So getting back to the film, we now need to figure out when Lorraine and George got together. And, you know, Marty thinks, I think my dad finger banged my mom for the first time before the enchantment under the semen dance. And here's my favorite, which is where Cock says, well, let's make it like a tree and make it happen, which is a throwback <laughs> to the original with Biff yeah. not fucking knowing that line. Just make it like a yeah. tree and get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I just love the fact that that was standard dinner table conversation for George and Lorraine to let, you know, sweet Marty know like, oh, yeah, I remember when I met your mother, took her to a dance, finger banged her on the dance floor. Real solid, you know, father daughter conversation right there. That isn't what happened for everyone else. This should be Patreon content, what I'm about to say, but Mm. totally different tangent. Apparently, my parents, they knew each other because both of uh, my grandfathers were rival taxi cab drivers. What? (laughs) That is the most Eastern European thing I've ever heard about you. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. I've heard some of the Eastern European things. That's amazing. I love it. Like, we're, I just, I'm picturing them, like, pulling up to, like, a stoplight and just, you know, like, revving the engine and giving each other a little, like, glaring, I want this to have been a thing that happened. Yeah, just make sure the meter's on because, you know. <laughs> what town was this in? Well, shockingly, so they both grew up within uh, Stalowa Wola in Poland, under communist Poland, but mm-hmm. they met each other thousands of miles away at a party in New Jersey. Great. <laughs> this seems to be par for the course when people immigrate over mm-hmm. as their community stays small and it's like, oh, here's this person from my hometown. Well, I guess people will be happy back in the old country. At least that seems to have been what happened to my family. I just feel like this is a plot for a Bollywood movie. Absolutely. No, no, no. Especially with the taxi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good dancing. No, because it's like West Side Story, but, you know, with just taxis and whatnot. Their love will save the family. with And bread lines. Oh, God. (laughs) So did you guys catch the wonderful balloons Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning of the dance? The very spermy decor. The tasteful decorations. I thought it was wonderfully appropriate. How can we describe them? Spermy? Phallic? In the likeness of penile objects? They were well hung. I would say they were well hung decorations. Oh, definitely. They were aspirational. Mm-hmm. All good terms to describe them. So we find out that George had a dick measuring contest with Biff and knocked him out. Uh, kind of impressive, George. Yeah, good job. You, you wouldn't expect it. He doesn't look like he's packing heat, but George Dick Fly, man. And this is where they uh, they kind of skip over, of course, the parking lot fight scene. The they, almost rape scene? Yeah, yeah. That's <sighs> that's a fun little, yeah, 80s were great. 80s films. In the original, not the porn. They skip right over that and go straight to George and Lorraine are taking the picture together and they're happy and look, he won the girl. But then they have to go to the dance and he has to feel her up and they have to play a good song to make that happen. But who hears a song? 
Oh, it's Marvin, right? It's it's Marvin calling his cousin, saying, "Hey, cousin, it's your cousin, Mar- Marvin Jeremy. Uh, remember that hot tune you wanted to hear? Well, check this out. Blow your load to this." And of course, so he's right. And he actually kind of looked. There was a nice likeness to yeah, to Ron, I right? Know. I know. I used to be friends with Ron when I was much younger. I, I did wardrobe on a film he was in, not that kind of film, but uh, really nice guy, very smart guy. He's diversified. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. He was, it was funny. He was playing a puritanical producer that wouldn't produce smut. That was the joke of his role. And so the funny thing is I had to buy him a yellow a lavender a button up and a yellow sweater vest. And then I had to uh, make, this is before like I had access to Photoshop or anything. So I had to create family photos of him and put them in frames. So what I did is I took the back of his sex tape boxes, oh cut out photos of him <laughs> and glued oh my them in the photos that are in frames. <laughs> oh, this story is really funny. So, but even before that, my friend who called me and said, hey, will you do this film? I, and I he was like, I, I need you to do Ron Jeremy's wardrobe. And I said, oh, that's funny. I had a dream about him recently. And he's like, what? I'm like, I know. Really weird, right? And then I go to work on the film. And I'm 23. I'm young. And, and walk in. And my friend goes, okay, Ron, this is Natalia. She'll be doing your wardrobe. Oh, by the way, she had a dream about you. Gets up, walks out, shuts the door, leaves me alone with him. And I was like, okay, Ron, here's your wardrobe. Put this on, please. Put the sweater vest on. Okay. And he was like, so. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you had a dream about me. And I was like, no, 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 we're not going to do this. And he goes, well, what was it about? I'm like, what do you think it was about? And he said, how was I? And I said, you were okay. Can we just move on? And then I was taking, this is when I was going to school for anthropology. Like I just started taking anthropology classes and I was taking a speech class and I was writing a speech about whether or not humans were meant to be monogamous. And as you can imagine, Ron had some pretty strong opinions <laughs> and he was really? talking to me about how he and Gene, Gene Simmons were doing a bunch of shows about this. And so we became friends and I hung out with him a few times, but it became very clear he was not going to let up uh, trying to do mm. the deed. And I had a boyfriend and I was, you know, like, nah, like straight up, no, like not going to happen. And, you know, I mean, he was always very nice about it, but still I was like, I, I, I felt bad because we didn't really continue a friendship. Been there. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you don't want, I don't want to feel awkward anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, and he's, you know, known for the fact that he's kind of pushy and he gets a pass because he's Ron Jeremy. And it's like, you don't have to give him a pass. You can just not hang out with him, which is shit, yeah. given that you had a friendship. I remember saying to him, I'm like, can I just be the one girl you do not fuck? Can I just be that one person? And um, yeah. The answer's people- no. <laughs> You were cursed with such great beauty that men can't fucking put it to oh, sleep. Thank you, but I think I think more than anything, it's just being told no. I think guys are just like challenge that too. Yeah, but women too. I mean, I've had a number of men tell me no, and I'm not say, gonna say I'm desperate, but I have become more desperate. Love me, give me my love. I think men tell me no, and I'm like, I hate rejection. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, we can have our sad sack club. I've been there. (laughs) Oh, man. But getting back to, I guess, Lorraine and George, because Lorraine is begging George to finger bang her. I mean, if I had a dime. (laughs) For every time. I mean, for every day of the week. Honey. Yeah, George is really apprehensive about finger banging Lorraine. I, I could tell he was just really thinking twice about it. But those jams. Those jams. That got- Marty Dickfly was, I mean, that was some sweet, sweet, poontastic music. I mean, like. There were some sexy hip movements going on. There was some. There was. It was banging music. 
I would say. Mm-hmm. It was good banging music. Good finger banging music. Oh, yeah. It got the finger banging happening. And like, I, I liked this commitment to detail at one point, like early in the song when George is like, you know, maybe not going to do the finger banging. Marty's hand blurs out a little bit as happens in the original movies. I'm like, oh, this is commitment to detail. But of course, then the finger banging happens. Marty's gotta live. Yay. And of course, we have a classic line, but of course, pornified. If you think that was raunchy, wait till you see the internet. Wait, I'm from 1985. Wait till I see the internet. <laughs> <sighs> Self-aware porn film. Love it. Fourth wall breaking. Who doesn't love that? Yay. The next thing we see is we're immediately transported to Cock Tower. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which actually, the original Cock Tower, Clock Tower, is at uh, Universal Studios. Yes. Uh, almost burned down. In 2008, there was a huge fire there that killed King Kong, uh, the original animatronic one. But yeah, the, the clock or Cock Tower was saved. I like the um, the decorations within. Again, viewers at home, please take note of the, the, the skillfully drawn giant dong in the Cock Tower with the time in it. You know someone took time to make that cock. Mm-hmm. This person oh, yeah. wanted you to feel the effort and the love they had for this with the drawing of the cock clock. Mm-hmm. That was great set dressing. Excellent production design. I, I just want to say, you know, shout out. It really was. Mm-hmm. Attention to detail. And at this point, they get to, they are at the fucking because Doc says, Marty, everything's set. You know what we have to do. Have sex? Precisely. The only way to power this is with 1.21 gizawatts of lightning-powered cum. Well, they don't call them gizawatts for nothing. And I also, I have to make the point, this was about halfway into the video. This was like 13, 14 minutes <laughs> in. So, oh, yeah. And this is, we're used to like two minutes of talking and then like tits are out. Of, like, yeah. Remember, we just reviewed Debbie Does Dallas and someone was trying to do a pile driver before anyone was warmed up. So we have seen some <laughs> shit. This, it took a good five minutes before all the clothes was off. I'm like, there was kissing? No, they were making love. Oh yeah, they were, it was like, I feel like I'm in on something watching this. Mm-hmm. Like it was good sex. It was good porn sex. It was good. Like I was, I enjoyed the shit out of this. Like I enjoyed the shit out of the everything in this. Yeah, watch this. You'll enjoy it. It was great sex. It felt natural. It didn't feel forced. You felt yeah. like the actors wanted to be there. Yeah, no. And, and I, I like April O'Neill in terms of, I feel like she always seems like she's incredibly into it. It's never something that feels coerced or like, oh, this is my job. It just felt like they actually, in, yeah, were enjoying each other and liked each other, you know, like more importantly, because there's nothing worse than feeling, I don't know, watching something where it feels like the oh, actors yeah. are not into it. Mm. I can't, I can't watch that. It just makes me feel gross. We reviewed one where someone looks bored recently no! and it was like, oh. Avengers triple X. I'm sorry. Bottom of the pile. Ooh, not good. Is Avengers a good movie? I haven't seen it, so. I love the Avengers movies, but like the Avengers triple X, like, and I, I'm sure that there are other parodies, but the one that we saw was, um, we have two bottom barrel Throw now it out. and it's Avengers and Fuller House. They were horrible. Oh no, Fuller House. Yeah. After just watching Debbie Does Dallas at Avengers, this is still like, oh, this is a breath of fresh air. This was a so good. A breath of fresh air. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I'm very glad. This is perfect. I mean, I sent you the picture Alice, earlier today, I, when I was growing up, I my dad was an art director in commercials, and I got to meet my. I was obsessed with Michael J. Fox as a child, obsessed, Aww. in love, in love, in love. And um, after he did Back to the Future, I loved him even more. And of course, Family Ties was huge. Oh, mm. and I do like 
there was referencing family ties, which was pretty great. But I got to meet him on a commercial that my dad was working on. He like, my dad was finishing up and I was too nervous to say hi to him while he was actually shooting. Mm -hmm. And so my dad said, up, you missed your chance. You missed your chance, you know, because he was standing like maybe 15 feet away from me, but I was just too afraid to say hi to him. We were walking back to the car and he's like, hold on, I got to drop off my petty cash in this trailer. And he knocks on the door and the door opens up and it's Michael J. Fox's trailer. So my dad had Arranged basically lied to me to kid me into <laughs> taking me into his trailer. And I got to sit with him and, and take photos with him. And I just remember he wore, he had like this black cashmere sweater. It was the softest thing I'd ever felt. Aww. I was so in love. Aww. And I had like, you know, all my teeth were missing. I, <laughs> I had a mullet. <laughs> I had a bowl cut with a like long, you know, hair in the back. It was just the worst haircut ever. But I was, oh, yeah, over the moon excited. So this movie was perfect to watch. Actually, I feel like you could also have a mullet downstairs, party in the front, business in the back, where you have hair in the front and then shaven in the back, right? Or which one we, is, is it the reverse? I think it's the reverse where it's shaved in the front and then the party, you've got like, you could braid the butt cheek hair. Why haven't more women done that? Women, why aren't we braiding our butt cheek hair? Because you're probably not as hairy as me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, women, new trend. We're growing it out and doing it. We're dyeing even the butt cheek hair. Like a few years ago, there was a trend of dyeing the front. I'm like, I want, I just just throw like a puff bomb full of, of pink dye down there and see what happens. We're done with anal bleaching. We're we're adding color back now. It's your bunny tail. Oh, that's a perfect name for it too. It's the bunny tail. Yeah. Hippity hoppity. Easter's on its way. Oh yeah. You know, mm -hmm. with the right butt plug, you can have a, we've seen some interesting butt plugs. I've seen those. Oh yeah. The horsey tails. And I might have one. Anyway, <gasps> anyway look, I'm just might. saying there's, I might have, well, no, I might have one. I might have three. I mean, who knows? <laughs> look, you need variety. I shall have one in every color. <laughs> and every animal in the kingdom. They shall go two by two. This one is my giraffe tail. This one is an elephant. It's weird. Hey, a giraffe tail, that's ridiculous. That's not fluffy enough. Excuse me, but is it really Noah's Ark roleplay if you both don't have zebra tail in your ass? Is it really if you both don't have a butt plug with the same tail? No, no, it's very true. Is it Noah's Ark roleplay if you're not trying desperately to repopulate the planet? <laughs> Which, oh, oh hard man. pass. Hard pass. I mean, we're going back to incest porn, so... <laughs> Controversial take on, on Noah's Ark. Maybe the reason why... What? Maybe he did have dinosaurs on the Ark, but they all happened to be gay dinosaurs, and so they did not procreate. Maybe that's one of the verses of the Bible that didn't, like, they cut that, that out during the That didn't make the, the cut. Didn't make the final cut. Yeah, they were just like, yeah. you know, we don't want to explain what the fuck happened. We don't want people to know there was gay dinosaurs. <laughs> that could blow a hole in the whole fucking thing. We're dead in the yeah. water. They can't know there were gay dinosaurs. No. Pegasaurus. I love Pegasaurus, right? <laughs> Is, so Pegasaurus would be the top. Who would be the bottom for Pegasaurus? Um, oh, wait, no, maybe the top would be Triceratops. Yeah, there you go. It's scientific because it's in a name. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Right? Oh, Ooh. yeah. So it's on the internet, so it's true now. It's part of science. Yes. We're scientists and we said it. Gosh darn it, it's true. We said so. Yeah, so as Marty works. is being cummed on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Please tell me more about the Jizzawats. Oh, she got herself some Jizzawats. She got herself some, excuse you, but lightning-powered cum. And mm -hmm. because of that, she's transported back to the future. Cock wakes up, 
And he removes a protective cup that was covering his cock with a bullet in it. See, guys do wear jock straps. See, <laughs> see, I when you said that, I was like, Good call oh, back. see, you knew you're a time traveler. I knew this at age 10. <laughs> Maybe you have time travel. Then why did you not kill baby Hitler? <laughs> oh. <laughs> she could have sent him to art school. Exactly. He flunked out. It's just like with Alex Jones, we could have made him a beautiful soprano. Oh. <laughs> Instead, he ran InfoWars. It's all because of you. By beautiful soprano, do you mean singer or a new uh, Tony Soprano? I mean, I don't, I don't quite. <laughs> you know, why not both? I'm not why quite not? sure. Shoot the moon. Shoot the moon. He could have done either. I think he could do anything that his crazy little head sets itself to. Ooh, he's such a little twerp. Can someone explain this to me? So Marty says, but how did you know? And Cock pulls out the condom. Can we explain to dumb Alice how did, like, cock associate their fuck session with, like, this, you know, terrorist organization shooting him into cock 30 years later? I have a theory that he could, because he made, he could make that time machine and he could go back and see what happened because he had the pat- lightning-powered jizz to go and see what happened at that point. So we knew to use the cup. That is my theory. I could be wrong, though. It's If you have alternative theories, email us info at twogirls1mike.com. What's your theory, Natalia? I also think it's a porno and it doesn't need to have to have any, it doesn't need to make any sense. You guys, it's called Fat to the Future. You do realize we just watched a movie, a porn movie with Cock Brown where it it could be anything. We did and it was wonderful (laughs) and we all loved the hell out of it. It was really good. This is one of my new favorites. This is hands down next, it's right up there with Big Lebowski Triple X. I need to see it now. I haven't seen that. For my friends that like every year I throw, and I'm so happy to be back in Los Angeles because like my- uh, social bases here. Every year for my birthday party, I throw a pants optional uh, birthday party. And this year, I feel like I should have something on in the background for TV. And I feel like this is the movie that should be on in the background. Now, the rule, there Absolutely. are rules to Not this pants optional birthday party. If you are going to have your pants off, you must be wearing festive knee socks. And number two, if you are going pants optional, I cannot see even a millimeter of ball sack or labia. All right. This is pants optional, not British version of pants optional. So you're not sure. <laughs> cocking. Exactly. Okay. We want to see some some booty, but not all of your... It's a fun, ridiculous party. And last year, I made cupcakes that were um, avant-garde pussy cupcakes. They were creamer. I took out the center of them, put marshmallow cream and strawberries... or Sorry, cherries into them, so they were all squirters. That was pre-porn cast. That was pre-porn cast. That's a, a thing. But yeah, I feel like this is a movie that should be... Uh, like This is one that I'm like, I would throw on for my perverted mm-hmm. friends for the background. <laughs> for that fiesta. I would absolutely share the plot with my friends who just don't watch porn. Like if you don't really watch porn and you just want to see something funny, watch this one. Yeah, no, this is, it's good. Like we were talking about earlier, how we were, what, I don't even know, like 20 minutes in, I think, or like about 20 minutes in before there was even a boob shown. And the fact that like, I think for a 37 minute film, there's about not even 10 minutes of sex, but I not once did I feel like bored or yeah. I was always uh, mm-hmm. enraptured in what was going on and just in- interested. And, and I felt uh, it roped me in, in all the right places, sucked me in. And it also has its own theme song, The Power of Come. Oh yeah, because we have the power of love and instead we have the power of come. And it was so, it was such a good little spinoff on it. Yeah. My only, uh, I, I was disappointed that they didn't go with Huey Blewis in the news because oh. I mean, that oh. was such a pun, a missed pun. And same with like, you know, uh, they, they really could have driven home the Calvin climax 
underwear that Marty was wearing, but they so, didn't. So, Leroy, and, uh, what we're saying <laughs> is if you need a new writer because Natalia has puns coming out of every single uh, orifice, hair on orifice, her beautiful yeah. head, uh, yeah. you you need to call her. She'll she will write some beautiful things. It's she's oh, how it's, many different porns have we have you just been like here's an idea in the last hour? It's been it's been impressive. It's problematic. <laughs> My poor mom. More porn is never a problem. Oh, God. I was on the, the Today Show years ago after I did the story of boobs. The Today Show Googled anthropologist and boobs and actually had me on the show. Uh, this is back in 2011. And um, during the broadcast, it was Ann Curry interviewing us about the obsession with breasts in America. And at a certain point, she was like, oh, well, are, are Americans more obsessed than other countries? And I said, well, yeah, there's a puritanical sense here in the United States. I don't know about you, but I used to try to catch a Skinamax film when I was a kid. <laughs> and it came out so seamlessly at 7 a.m., on a Tuesday morning, nice. and Ann Curry was like, wow, you just said that on national television. And the other no. two women who were prudish as can be, they, one was like an editor from Reclaire or or L or something, and the other one was a psychologist. And they were like, why? Well, I, I never watched any softcore porn. And I was like, bitch, please, you're lying. It's like they're like, lying. Come on they're now. all yeah. lying. Like, And this is, here's the thing, whenever I want, and now people are more likely to admit that they watch porn now because everyone fucking knows everyone watches porn. But like the only way, and I, this is the best way I found to shut someone up when they're kind of bitching about the fact that, ooh, you're a science personality in the public sphere and you're talking about porn. Like I'll get a little bit of flack on Twitter. The easiest way to shut someone up immediately is just to say, oh, so you're saying you don't like comedy or pornography? There's nothing back from that because like what's someone who obviously is a human being with with a set of genitalia yep. who probably watches porn, what are they going to say back to that? Yeah. No, and there's – I mean, I get that some feminists are just different than me, but I think that women can do what they want. And if that's what they want, then that's what they, they're going to do, yep. you know? I absolutely agree. Get your porn eth from ethically sourced places. Uh, pay yep. for your porn. Which means pay for your porn. Yes pay for it. If you pay for it, you're supporting people who actually want to do it because guys, there's not a lot of jobs sucking cock, believe it or not. <laughs> Tell me about it. On film. God, it's the last few years have been so hard. So hard. <laughs> this drought. This drought. It's, I mean, not enough water in California. You know what else dries up? <sighs> oh, man. They all shrivel. They just don't pay as much when you're not taking as big of a load. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah. So where can our fantastic audience find you? Well, fantastic audience, thank you so much for even listening. You can find me on Twitter at Natalia13Reagan. Um, I'm on Instagram, same, at Natalia13Reagan. I also do ridiculous David Attenborough videos, bad impression videos at Behold Natalia on Instagram, mostly beholding flora and fauna here in New York City and beyond. I make videos. You can find them on YouTube if you just Google and watch Star Talk or Nat Geo Wild, and you'll probably see me pop up and talking about some sort of, you know, octopus or wolf or tiger or most, a lot of spider monkey. Oh, we didn't even talk about the hypertrophic clitoris of a spider monkey. Oh, let's How do, we do, do that. that. Oh, wow. We haven't talked about I, I want to talk about clitori. Clitorides. Clitoropodes? Clitorides. Clitorides. That sounds. You know, our audience deserves this conversation. So talk to us about clitorides. 
Yes. Okay. So I study, uh, I'm a primatologist and I studied spider monkeys. That was my main focus in uh, graduate school. And so spider monkeys, uh, females and males are, are pretty close to the same size. There's not a lot of sexual dimorphism, size differences between the males and females. And so one interesting way you can tell them apart from a distance, and it's great if you're a researcher and you know they're hard to keep up with too, so you're chasing after them. But if you look at one and in the distance, you see this sort of fleshy little thing that's hanging down from the undercarriage of a spider monkey, almost looks like a like an index finger, uh, that is the hypotrophic clitoris of the female spider monkeys. And basically, uh, it is this clitoris that dangles down below, and they're not incredibly sure exactly what the actual purpose is. Uh, I think they're great for researchers determining if it's male or female, personally. And also an, an interesting note about spider monkeys is they males lack a baculum, which is a baculum is the penis bone that is found in most uh, a lot of mammal species. Chiroptera, bats, primates have them, except for uh, spider monkeys and howler monkeys don't have bacula, which is the plural for baculum. Um, and so penis bones are found throughout the primate world, but humans don't have them. I'm assuming that most male humans don't. Yep. Oh, speaking of penis bones. Okay. Yes. Talk to me. Yvette, you know our friend who was on Shark Tank who does the I will draw a cat for you? Steve Gadlin. Yeah. yeah. He made us his cats, which was delightful. We're, we're so going to have him on the show at one point. Oh, hell yeah, we are. Okay. So Steve not only was on Shark Tank and drew us as cats, but he had for a short period of time, I don't know if this is a still a thing he's doing, but he was selling raccoon penises. Oh, yeah. They're called Rocky Mountain Toothpicks. What? Yeah. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Mountain Man Toothpicks. Rocky oh Mountain God. Oysters. Those are the balls. I was going to say. Uh, Mountain Man Toothpicks are the actual, yeah. I have a couple, but back in Los Angeles, and you get them as earrings. Are they thin enough to use as toothpicks? Not really. That's just what they're mm. called. I think they whittled them down, though. They're not oh. thin enough as they are, no, but I think they whittled them down. But no, they're about, yeah, they're about yay I'm, when I say yay, I'm saying about three inches uh, long. And yeah, they're great. I mean, like you can get earrings made with them, necklaces, things of that sort. I mean, who am I to judge? My keychain is kangaroo balls. There you go. I was in Australia for work. I took a picture of it and put it on SciVave. And I was like, I'm at the airport and this is one of the weirder things I've seen. And everyone's like, get them. And I'm like, you know, who am I to disappoint <laughs> 300,000 people? Uh, so into my purse went the uh, kangaroo balls. And now it is so much fun to freak out mechanics with them. Hi, I need my oil change. Huh, what are these kangaroo testicles? <laughs> They're looking at me the rest of the time like, what the fuck is in this bitch's trunk? Like there's never, that interaction never goes back to normal. No. Nope. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't end well there. So that said, we do have a handful of Patreons to thank because they did supply Natalia with a fantastic microphone and they help us put on the show every single week and pay for our amazing editor and a number of different stuff that, you know, we don't pay out of pocket for. But you guys do and you guys do get some perks in return for that. So, uh, we want to thank this week Jason Fuller, Kyle Washington, Grisvaldi, Craig Elliott, Brian Gowdy, Andrew Gore, Jason Mitchell, Jeff Peterson, John Wangle, Mark Romer, my humble priest pilot, and many more. If you also want to become a Patreon and help keep the show running every single week, just join us at patreon.com slash twogirlsonemike or just go to our website twogirlsonemike.com uh, where you can find all the ways to support us. We'll talk to you. We'll give you stories. We'll give you additional content and we might even send flirty messages to you or not. Probably not, but we'll do stuff. So 
Yvette, where can our fantastic listeners find you? You guys can find me at facebook.com slash Cybabe and of course, Twitter and Instagram at the Cybabe and around the internet at Cybabe.com where I will rant about bad science and other such assorted topics. And Alice, where can our listeners find you being hilarious around the internet? Oh, well, I do my best. So I'm on Twitter at Rational Blonde, but you could always find me on the Patreon as well. We also have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, for the brand, uh, which we bounce around and do stuff on and post memes and, I don't know, make funny stuff. By the way, if you're listening to this show and you've gotten this far, leave us a comment. I swear to God, sometimes your comments just crack us the fuck up. And we also are just... I mean, we someone told us we were the MST3K of porn, and we're riding that high. That's going to last us for a handful of weeks. From telling someone about the podcast at a party the other day, this person told me they hadn't watched porn in six years, and I described for them uh, the Horat challenge uh, and and our, our love for the Big Lebowski triple X. They're like, I think I'm going to hop back into the porn universe. Now, some may argue that I have sent this young man down the path to dark things. I think I have sent him on the path back to better orgasms. And I'm very happy for this. So I think we're I think we're doing the Lord's work on Earth. So please leave us a review and tell your friends. Tell all your friends who watch porn. So all your friends. Seriously, spread the word on Facebook, Twitter, tag us in weird posts. Why not? Because we're here for it, uh, guys. We will see you next week. Bye bye. Bye.